0: Welcome to SMS Sports Talk. Today we have a lot to cover. We have two guests today, which will be my brothers, Tyler and Ryan. Without further ado, let's get into today's podcast. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in to SMS Sports Talk. I have with me now. Tyler and Ryan. Tyler, thanks for being here.
1: Awesome to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: And Ryan, also thanks for uh, coming on the show today. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, so let's go ahead and get into uh, the... uh, Probably my favorite topic that we're going to discuss tonight is NCAA football is back. Um, I'll go ahead and kind of open it up. Um, It does look like um, NCAA... I mean, not NCAA, EA Sports kind of made it like a very vague term they kept saying uh uh college football rather than like ncaa so it seems like they're not going to bring back that title um do you think there's going to be something more to that do you think it's going to be an Arcadiish, or do you think they're going to try to stay true to like the madden um like style of games and probably just do like no likeness like where they would have weird numbers that don't make sense, like Jersey 75 at quarterback or, you know, something similar to that. I'll let you guys kind of talk on that. Um, Tyler, if you want to speak on that.
1: um, I think it's kind of interesting what they're doing. And you you mentioned that they were going to remaster the game. I think the reason they're going to do that is simple. They're going to make it similar to the Madden because I don't, I think the reason they did that is because they wanted to change their name and they didn't want to follow what they did on NCAA anymore, which is disappointing. But I'm 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 afraid that EA is EA and that's what they're going to sadly do. Um, and now as for the uh, the weird numbers and the player names, I think the reason that they delayed it for the newer consoles and everything is because they're waiting on more you know, legal action to take place on colleges and whatnot. So maybe they'll have a chance to actually include player names and actual numbers in the future.
0: See, I, I've seen a lot of people talk about that, but the other thing is is um, I don't think EA would have released anything about college football if they didn't already have all these legal things in place. Um, I don't know. What's your thoughts, Ryan?
2: I think personally that the game is just going to be like, madden like currently like what we have now i think it's gonna be like madden but just with an ncaa cover sort of so it's just gonna be like madden gameplay but with like just college football style i don't think it's gonna change i think they're doing it for money i mean that's just what i think about it
0: i think uh most people would agree with you that they're doing it for the money but um I don't know. I think like it's interesting that they purposely didn't do NCAA football. They said college football, which makes me led to believe that they haven't gotten licensing, um, which is, you know, like maximum football kind of thing where you're basically just making weird names and put in there and like colleges that are like or I guess it's it's mostly NFL and maximum, but they did make a college con, so it's like Ohio Scarlet Knights or something like that. Tyler, you had something.
1: I you brought up, you know, the fact that you know it's kind of like maximum football in that scenario, but I personally believe that it there was a different team at the time working on the NCAA games, and that's why they felt a little bit different to uh you know Madden and whatnot, um, and I believe the reason why it's going to be like Madden is because they probably don't have that same team and that then led them to change it and not be in CAA anymore. I do think they will have the colleges because different colleges posted about, you know, all of these, uh, all of these changes that EA is doing, you know, the college football game and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think they do actually have the likeness to these colleges. I think really the only problem is these players and, legal action they could potentially take because they're not making money off of this game or you know etc
2: i think that it's gonna be the same college football teams like ohio state michigan you know stuff like that but i also think that they're going to not feature any player names or numbers because they said that already like of the player's likenesses or anything like that. So I don't think there should be a problem with it too much, but I don't see the game being what it was before.
0: I think at the end of the day, it's kind of a nostalgia at this point. So I think like NCAA 14 was the last game, what, like eight years, I guess, because it was released in 2013. Yeah, like eight-ish years. Mm-hmm. Um I think we forget how bad that game actually was in certain circumstances, but overall I think it it was a better game than what Madden's are today. I think realism wise it was better. I think the de- defense was terrible in NCAA fourteen. Like I think we would all agree with that. Um it was kinda still more realistic than Madden, um, just not actually controlling them. Um, but I think to go a little bit more backwards, I think kind of like what Ryan was hitting off of, I don't see any reason why um, the player likeness thing would be an issue. I think they're going to go an extreme route and make all of the numbers not make sense. And on top of that, I think they are going to um, basically not have even remote likeness, kind of like um, like Denard Robinson and NCAA 13. He had his dreads in the game. Um, I don't think there's gonna be anything like that. Uh, I think um, you're not gonna see. I don't know. Uh, any name, any football player in the world and in, in, in college football right now, you're not gonna see anything like them. Um, like for example, like if there's a white quarterback for a team, he might be a black quarterback. They're gonna try as much as they can to have zero player likeness. And I think they're going to spend a lot of money on licensing so that they can get all the nice gear, all the nice, um, you know, teams. And if you look at it, they already have what I think it's eight or 16 uh, teams in Madden right now um, where you can play through your face of the franchise. So they've they're already gotten licensing from some of these colleges. So it doesn't seem too unreasonable like Ryan was getting at to make it exactly like Madden, which is going to suck. Obviously, because Madden games have been going downhill more and more and more, and Ryan, if you want you can talk on Madden since you're definitely the best Madden player here, no offense Tyler, um, but I don't know, Ryan, what do you think? do you think uh, they should go a different route with how they you know are handling Madden? I think they use the frostbite engine still. Um, what's your thoughts?
2: Um, so, I think they really got to change it because it's getting annoying how, like, you know, you can just, in Madden, you can just spam the same thing over and over again, and it's not really football anymore. It doesn't feel like football when you play it as much as it may have in the past, and I think that NCAA could be ruined in terms of that if they take the Madden route again. That's how I feel about
1: it. Yeah, I'm, I'm on par with, with Ryan, obviously. I've never been a fan of how EA has done the Madden series. It just got progressively worse as time went on. And I think really the only reason we had a good NCAA was because, again, they had a different team. And, yeah.
0: They did have a different team. I was reading into that. Um, so, hopefully, I did see something that they were planning on bringing back the same people that worked on the original ncaa game series um you know those are rumors so there's no like real truth behind it as of right now but that would make it a lot different however if they're already on one frostbite like they're on frostbite so i don't think they're not going to use the same um platform hopefully they don't use frostbite cause it's not, I think most people would agree frostbite is not designed for video games that are revolving around sports. I mean, it does, it looks nice, but it doesn't handle how a football game would work. It would handle more like a first person shooter or something. Um, but I think, uh, to kind of, I think we're talking more about the problems, but what would be some, um, answers to this? Like, what would you be looking for in this uh college football game like what's the big big thing that would draw you to buy this game you would have to buy a next gen console so on top of that what would make you go out of your way to buy a next gen console just to play this game
1: well first of all i would say balance I I don't want the same, the same place to work over and over. I don't want, I don't want that same, I guess, uh, competitiveness that the other EA sports games have had in the past. Um, so yeah, I just, I want the offense to run better. I want the defense to run better. I want the entire game to run as much as you think it should run. And I think we're at a point where We should expect the best from these EA games because we've given them so many chances to improve on the game and they just didn't do so.
2: Yeah, I think another big bang to look for in buying this game would be the features because the original game had a great dynasty mode, amazing road to glory, I'd say. And with the way Madden has been, they've been doing Face of the Franchise, which has some bugs of its own, and it just doesn't feel like a complete career mode to some people. And I don't think they should bring that to NCAA either. I think they should go back with Pro to Glory.
1: Yeah, modes are a, are a big, big deal to me. I think if the game utilizes those, it just it just brings another level to it.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think I'm going to agree with all of that. I think the biggest thing that I think needs to be done is the game needs to be completed before it is launched um we're at the point where um madden 20 and madden 21 both were launched before they were completed um if you looked at madden 21's uh face of franchise literally their face of franchise if you would do the face of franchise when you bought the game people were wearing all white clothes like like if if you were in a cut scene you would just see um the same faces it's like the same five preset faces on all the players and um you'd be like playing for the cleveland browns or something in your face of franchise but in all in the back everyone has like the N- nfc's like jerseys or all white uniforms
1: um that's very interesting that you say that because i was right about something uh not long ago and i'm not sure if it's entirely true or not um But there's been a lot of bad reputation within EA as itself. It's been a team that just expects the most out of its workers in such a short period of time. They give these workers unrealistic deadlines. And I think to make better games, especially your EA Sports games, you got to give them more generous uh, deadlines to complete these games. Because you have a terrible reputation of killing developers left and right. So just please fix that, EA.
2: Yeah, I think that even with like COVID going on, it's gonna be way harder to make a game. So like with NCAA, like I heard stuff like reports going out that the game could be completed in maybe twenty twenty three. And around that time there's probably gonna be more licensing stuff that they can do. these players and everything and i just think that like maybe they will uh like i think that they will create it better than most maddens because they're gonna have more time to work on the game and given if it is actually 2023 launch. That would be good for the sake of the employees and the workers who work on this game. And, you know, that's what I think about it.
0: Yeah, I, I think, um, I did, I was trying to look it up while you were talking, Ryan. And, uh, I do remember seeing that a lot of people were saying it wasn't going to happen until 2023, which and the EA standpoint, that's really good. Um, these guys kind of just throw out games like it's pancakes. And it's like the 30-second pancakes. It's not the good pancakes with uh, Aunt Jemima uh, syrup on it. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I think we're going to find out sooner than later. But I think we're all very... Uh, optimistic at this point and uh, yeah we'll see how that goes Um, but I think yeah I think long story short uh, EA Sports has a good history at making bad games uh, recently Um, so here's the hope in that NCAA football is a little different I think they are Going to be in hot water if it's not excellent. Um, the cry from everyone right after that was um, posted uh, there is professional football players, soccer players, basketball players, you name it. They were all happy that this is back. And we can have a whole nother conversation about is NCAA basketball going to come back now? Um, but that's a whole nother uh, conversation. But we can go ahead and uh, switch gears to probably the, I would say, the most ignorant trade that I've ever seen in uh, NFL (laughs) history, um, which is the Stafford and Golf trade, uh, which was, if no one has heard this, which I think most people have, but just listen to this. This trade was the Rams sending Jared Goff, first-round pick in 2022, first round pick in 2023 third round pick in 2021 so this upcoming draft for just one player no 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 picks nothing that one player is Matthew Stafford some consider him the most overrated quarterback in history um some consider him one of the most underrated quarterbacks in history if you're uh, a lions fan i don't know which one you choose in that area because uh he's had some ups and downs for that franchise i think he uh, overall is a great quarterback I just don't think he's worth Jared Goff and two first-round picks. Um, but but I guess he was worth Jared Goff, first-round pick, another first-round pick, and a third-round pick for this year. Um, so I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. I'm pretty sure we're all kind of similar uh, in our thoughts. But, um, Tyler, I know you've been high on Jared Goff here and there. So I'd love to hear your thoughts
1: first. As a uh, huge Seattle fan, I my Seahawks have encountered Jared Goff uh, like so many times, and throughout the course of his career, I've noticed that he 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 isn't that bad of a quarterback he, by any means. He's actually a very good QB, and he puts up a fight every single time we face him, and he uh, beat us in the playoffs, which is huge. Um, but to trade Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford to me makes zero sense. It makes no logical sense by any means. And as a Seahawks fan, I think I'm actually going to be a lot more happier seeing Stafford wear a Rams jersey. I mean, it it, it was just a terrible trade.
2: <laughs> I I definitely think that The Rams having Stafford is way better than them having Golf, But I don't think it was good to give away three NFL draft picks. Especially because the Rams haven't had a first-round pick in a while. And I heard the one first-round pick still currently on their team is Aaron Donald. And that's pretty bad. So... I definitely don't think it was worth it. And even on top of
0: that, so let's just use some hindsight, I guess. Look at what college football um, is giving the NFL right now. Elite talent, talent that's going to last forever in the league, um, like Justin Jefferson. Like, There's so many players... uh, Joe Burrow like there, there's so many good talented players that you can and look at all right so this is my Cleveland Brown fan in me coming out but look at Donovan Peoples-Jones six-round pick wide receiver no one expected him to even be on a starting roster he was going to um, either be on the practice squad or just return kicks which he originally was just returning kicks and then he catches a Go ahead, win touchdown against the Bengals, um, but that's just like an example. Like there's so much depth in the NFL right now. Uh, I mean, in college coming to the NFL, but the difference between first round and sixth round is quite dramatic. And the fact that they're giving away a first round in 2022, which is only a you know a season away, um, and then 2023, two seasons away there's going to be so much talent coming out of uh, the NCAA and um, the third round for this year, a third, I would assume this draft is going to be pretty deep, but um, I don't know. I don't think like if I was playing Madden 21 right now and someone gave me a trade to take um, uh, Stafford and I mean, yeah, to give me Jared Goff and me give them Stafford and they gave me a first round pick. I would take that trade. Um if they gave me a first round pick, another first round pick, a third round pick, I would I would have to like decline it because the commissioner would make me lose my next game. Cuz that's how ignorant this uh this trade is. It makes absolutely no sense. I know Ryan. When we were off the air, you said that it might have something to do with contract. Um, we didn't really look into that, but I could see how that there's something there. But I wouldn't have gave three picks on top of that. Um,
1: I don't know. It's a uh, it's interesting. You have anything else, Tyler? I mean, it, you just have to look at the potential between the two players as well, because I mean, Matthew Stafford has obviously been in the league for quite a while now, and he hasn't really shown us anything crazy lately. Jared Goff, he he's already showing us so so much. He's winning all of these different games. So again, it just does not make any sense to me.
2: I think that like Stafford could win the Rams a lot more games because of that defense holding up and I don't think having the change at QB will really make much of a difference. Like, either way, I don't see them being a Super Bowl team, but, like, like Super Bowl winning team. But, like, what Stafford went through as a Lion, I don't think it was good for Stafford or the Lions. I think they both deserve a fresh start. They both need the fresh start. And that's how I see that, because I don't think... Regardless, you put anyone on the Lions, I don't think they're doing well when they're in this state.
0: So, what was the benefit of Stafford going to the Rams? Like, what was the benefit to the Rams taking Stafford? um, And, see, I'm going to be honest, I don't follow the Rams too much, um, more than just the normal. And if I'm... If You can correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the Rams run a more up-tempo, fast-paced offense where they do have quarterbacks' runs and everything? And I'm not trying to say that Matt Stafford can't move. I just think there's a different mobility. So do you think they're going to completely change the offensive play calling um, this offseason?
2: Um, Me personally, I don't think they're going to change much. But I do definitely see them benefiting just because Stafford has more experience in the league. He should know more and just stuff like that. I think he has more knowledge for the NFL defenses than golf has currently. And plus, in the future, the Lions could probably use one of those picks that they got on a quarterback. So... You know, I don't think Stafford is going to be a very long-run player. I think they're going to have some kind of rookie player. But just for now, I think he's a great fit as a Ram. Or, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't think about that because they do now have three picks. They could even take a third-round pick this year and take a quarterback. And have that rookie quarterback be developed by Matthew Stafford who's been in the league for a while so yeah I can I can agree with you there I just don't at the end of the day the trade makes no sense um the trade between Matt Stafford and Goff that does make sense I can see how both teams would wanted it to go with a fresh start not really with the Rams to be completely honest I I mean Jared Goff is obviously a good quarterback, so I don't know why they even decided to go that route outside of the cap, like cap space, but um, it it makes no sense to throw three picks in there, two of which being um, your future, your two first-round picks. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting conversation to have um, more, but Um, Due to time constraint, we'll go ahead and hop into our next topic, which is going to be right around the same thing, Um, but these are winning quarterbacks we're going to be talking about here, um, which is Patrick Mahomes, junior GOAT, versus the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, The Super Bowl predictions we can kind of talk about here in a little bit, but I wanted to first just kind of congratulate Tom Brady on just proving how much of a goat he actually is. This is uh his what 10th Super Bowl in 20 years, I believe. Something like that. So, um, you know, his his chances of going to a Super Bowl as a higher percentage than Steph Curry making a three-point shot. Um, I can't look up the exact stats, but I believe it's a four point two something percent um for the career three point percentage for steph curry and at this point it's a fifty percent for tom Brady making the Super Bowl. Um not winning but making the Super Bowl. So essentially Steph Curry will miss a three before Tom Brady misses a Super Bowl. Um I don't know what your guys' thoughts on Tom Brady I know um, we have a Green Bay Packers fan um, in the room. So um, I'm curious to hear
2: his thoughts on this first. I mean, so honestly, Tom Brady, like, it's amazing how he made all these Super Bowls. Like, it's, it's crazy. Um, the Packers did definitely choke that game. I mean, it was bad, but, like, Tom Brady did do his part by throwing three touchdown passes and taking the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl, and he did that in his first year in the NFC. And now he's going up against also one of, some would say, probably the most talented QB right now in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. And plus, he's going up against that high-powered offense, has to compete against it with just that speed that they have with Tyree Kill, Micole Hardman, Sammy Watkins. Like, there's so many different weapons he could go to. Travis Kelsey, it's insane. So, yeah, I I think it's going to be a really high-scoring Super Bowl. I don't know who's going to take it. It's just a matter of finding out.
0: Tyler, do you have any thoughts on uh, this? And actually, real quick, uh, it's something to think about from that last game. The Packers game is, you're right, he did throw three touchdowns. He also threw, if I'm wrong, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, he threw three interceptions as well. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see him go up against the Honey Badger and stuff, but um, I don't know. Uh, what's your thoughts, Tyler? Is he goaded or is Russell Wilson better?
1: <laughs> um, n- no, n- not by any means. Um, but I think what separates Tom Brady from all of the other quarterbacks in this league isn't really the talent that he has, the mobility, and you know, just the all-around general performance that he puts to the table like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, you know, they're able to get out of the pocket, able to make all of these crazy decisions and throw on the run. But Tom Brady has this composure that all of these other quarterbacks don't really have. He feels comfortable every single game and he he can really clutch every game when it's super close.
0: He's the uh comeback kid after all. Yeah, um for all my uh Michigan Wolverine
1: fans <laughs> out there. Um but yeah, that, that's what really separates him, and I think that is what makes him special, and that is what makes him the greatest of all time because he's able to win these big games when it matters, and when he's put in a situation that really counts, he's going to capitalize off of it. Aaron Rodgers, he was put in a situation that matters, and he <laughs> didn't capitalize off of it. I don't care how many calls that the Patriots didn't get, how many calls the Packers did get, But Tom Brady, um, at the end of the day, performed better than Aaron Rodgers.
0: All right, I'm going to back up to one of those points that you said and kind of flip it over to Ryan. So, uh, Ryan, should
2: Aaron Rodgers have ran the ball? (laughs) Yeah, definitely should have ran the ball. (laughs) Um, I mean, there's nothing that... You know, there I don't hear or see anybody saying that he should not have ran the ball. I mean, it was the only choice he had on that play. He should have taken it. In his entire career, he's been known for being mobile. I don't know why he didn't, but he could have still been tackled short. But even then, he had that fourth down, and that could have scored them the touchdown with three running backs that the Packers have on their offense. And
0: yeah, that was a third down, so even if he was short he would have been like based off of the um sky cam that they did funny enough of course they show the sky, sky oh my goodness sky cam to make aaron rogers look even worse but i mean it, it was clear selling i have a like 5 five forty 40 yard dash and i could have made that um so it is interesting uh However, let's go ahead and get into our predictions. Uh, Tyler, I'll let you go ahead and go first. Uh, who do you think is going to be winning this Super Bowl?
1: I believe it's going to be the Buccaneers uh, by a touchdown, 21-28. to 28. And the reason I believe this is because of the Chiefs' defense. It isn't that impressive. We've seen it many, many times. Uh, so I believe that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers will be able to score on that defense um, more than the Chiefs, We'll be able to score on the Buccaneers' defense because the Buccaneers' defense—they have Jair Paul, which is a very nice player, um, and they have pretty impressive DBs in that backfield as well. Um, so, yeah, I just—I think Tom Brady, with his clutch ability, will just be able to win this by a touchdown.
0: All right. Yeah. So you think it's going to be a defensive game?
1: Yes.
2: All right. Uh, what do you? What's your thoughts, Ryan? I'm going big. Chiefs by a touchdown, 45-38. I think that the Buccaneers will try to run the ball, but they're going to more than likely break free. They're going to play very balanced. I don't think they're going to pass or run more than the other. And I don't see the Buccaneers' defense stopping Patrick Mahomes and the receivers of the Chiefs, but... I definitely do see Tom Brady throwing a couple touchdowns, but I don't think he's going to win it.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm in the middle of both of you guys. Um, I, like, if I wanted to, like, think in a logical term, I think the Chiefs would win, but it's Tom Brady and he's in the Super Bowl. If this was, like, a uh, regular season game, I would say the Bucks are not going to win. but. This is the Super Bowl. This man has won 50% of the Super Bowls he's been to. Um, and, you know, like I s- talked about earlier, um, I I just don't see how this man doesn't win the Super Bowl. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot closer than we all are thinking. I think it's going to be less than a touchdown. Um, I think it's going to be a, a 28-24 game or somewhere around that area where it's less than a um, touchdown. And I would make another prediction that if the Chiefs score more than 28 points, 28 or more points, the Chiefs win the game. So I'm kind of in a twofer. But um, I am torn because Tom Brady is a Michigan man, so I am a little biased here. But I will say... My full prediction is the bucks win by three. Um, and I do have another guest that wanted to kind of just stop in and give his prediction uh chance Minturn uh, without further ado, what's your thoughts on this one?
2: The bucks are winning by five points. Tom Brady's getting a seven Super Bowl win.
0: And uh that's going to be an interesting one if they win by 5 points. Uh it's going to be it's going to be a good game regardless. I'm excited to see this game go down and uh yeah, kind of see what the future of football work looks like with uh this COVID. And actually speaking of COVID, um what is your guys' thoughts on the COVID situation in the NFL and uh NCAA? Um it's looking like these um these vaccines are coming out pretty decent. Um, I've seen some articles stating that it's dropping. Um, there's been a decrease in COVID cases, etc. But, um, realistically, what's your thoughts on um, where in September for NCAA purposes and etc. After that, what do you think it's going to look like for football?
1: I personally think that this whole vaccine thing is going to give them a good excuse to try out football like it would usually be, Um, but probably limit the fans a little bit like they've did before. Um, And in NFL, at least have some fans be able to go there. Um, But again, limit the capacity. Um, And unless there's any big case going on, that's really the only situation in which I see them. Say, all right, no more fans in the NFL, and so forth.
0: Yeah, I think I think there's a big difference between the NFL and the NCAA. NCAA has, um, you know, kids going to those games. Technically, you have kids going to the NFL, but basically, what I'm getting at is these are collegiate athletes playing in the game. Um, they're not making money. They're in a higher risk situation technically, because um, they're around more people technically. So I think the, uh, you know, the college side of things for the COVID, I think, unfortunately, we're not going to see very many fans in the stadiums. Um, hopefully there is some, because seeing the, you know, the big house, um, a bit basically empty during the games, um, was pretty upsetting. However, the big house, I wouldn't even have gone to those games, um, you know, don't get me started with that. That was god awful season by the Michigan Wolverines. But um, I think the big difference is one's getting paid, one's not. And I think the NFL is um, going to try to get the capacity to at least half um, when this next season starts. And hopefully that's the case because football is pretty weird to watch with no fans in this a stadium.
1: I, I could be wrong, but uh why I, I was probably wrong. But was it was it the NCAA that was able to have some fans in there? Or was it the NFL? Or am I like what am I getting confused with?
0: Um I I'll ask Ryan too. The the SEC had a lot of fans, right? Um I think most of the SEC teams had fans. Um I think um some Sunbelt teams had fans. I don't know who would want to go to a Sunbelt game. Um but <laughs> I think uh, the only real conference that didn't have many fans would be the Big Ten, if uh, if I'm not wrong. I mean, I know most of them were, you know, very minimal. I think a lot of them were just the um, student section. Uh, but I don't know. Ryan, do you have any thoughts? Do you know if there was many fans in college stadiums outside of SEC?
2: I mean, yeah, I've seen quite a few and other games kind of like when I watched a random game but I watched Florida State and uh, Georgia Tech that game had a decent amount of fans if I remember right and um yeah so I think it was just certain games random games but the Big Ten itself tried really hard not to have many fans in general and um they did really hard, like they tried really hard to make sure that that people wouldn't get COVID. And I think they tested more than like any other conference for COVID. And yeah, they were really big on that. So.
0: Yeah, I I guess to answer your question, um, Tyler, I, d- I don't know if there's any technical answer to that. Um, unless you're a fan of every football team, because I definitely did not watch every um college football game i would say the vast majority was very limited um probably the probably to family and the student section um i'm pretty sure there wasn't a single big 10 team that had fans um outside of like family and the student section and i know ohio state and michigan didn't have any su- student section either um but yeah it's uh an interesting uh, insight. I didn't even really think about that, Tyler. But I think obviously you you are aware, and Ryan, you're aware that the NFL had a lot of fans in a lot of the stadiums. Um, I think they was the cap like twenty
1: thousand, I think, or f- something around 15, there. Fifteen thousand, I believe.
0: Yeah, something like that. But basically, um, they they were very limited and very spaced out, and everyone had to wear mask coverings and etc. Um, but yeah, I think covid is gonna put football in a weird spot next year but hopefully these vaccines are good to go um and maybe they have like testing when you enter the door or something like a a a temperature check that's kind of weird but i mean that's the world we're living in right now so um i think to kind of make this little segment you know shorter than what it could be because i'm assuming we can talk for a while about this situation but I think, long story short, I think more than likely we're gonna be at a higher capacity, but I've been wrong before. Um, so here's the hope and our great doctors of um United States of America are able to figure this one out and get us into a spot where we can enjoy American football uh, but yeah, um, I think we can go ahead and end up today's podcast and i just wanted to take a quick moment to thank my brothers tyler thank you for coming on to today's podcast i've really appreciated you joining
1: i appreciate you having me here
0: and uh yeah thank you ryan for uh joining as well and giving us some good insight thank you for having me all right guys and once again thank you for listening to sms sports talk you have a great rest of your evening and uh See you in the next podcast.